Now let us pray that God opens our hearts and minds to God's word. God of life, your spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Your spirit inspired the prophets and writers of scripture. Your spirit draws us to Christ and helps us to acknowledge him as Lord. We ask that you will send your spirit now to give us deeper insight, encouragement, faith, and hope through the proclamation of the Easter gospel. Amen. The Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen to the word of the Lord. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wine strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in the salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It is so good to see everyone this Resurrection Sunday morning. And so just pray for me as I deliver the word this morning, that God will use me and he will use you, that God might be glorified this day. The gospel reading comes from Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen for the word of the Lord. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly, two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words and returning to the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed like an idle tale, and they did not believe them. 
But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping in and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, amen. Some people call Holy Week the most significant week in history. And that would make this day, the resurrection of the Lord's day, the most important day in history. If there was no resurrection of Jesus Christ, as the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 4, 14, then our proclamation has been in vain, and your faith has been in vain. For this, the belief in the resurrection is the central event of our Christian faith. All four Gospels speak of the resurrection. Some events are similar, and others are distinctive. Despite their characteristics, there are some common and primary elements of the story. The resurrection occurs on the first day of the week. Women are named in all four Gospels. The stone is rolled away. There is the appearance of heavenly figures and, of course, the empty tomb. Some differences are of the women. Mary Magdalene is the only common name mentioned in all four Gospels. Luke presents a unique report by adding the passion predictions and the role of the women as witnesses. Luke has only Peter running to the tomb after the women had told what they had seen, wherein John, Peter, and John were racing each other to get to the tomb. There are even more distinctions. The writer of Matthew's gospel notes the women came to the tomb and there was an earthquake because an angel from heaven had rolled the stone back and that Roman guards had been assigned to protect the grave for the chief priests and Pharisees remembered that Jesus said after three days, I will rise again. These differences are significant not because we have to figure out how to harmonize them to believe them but because it is a reflection of the uniqueness of the Gospels helping to corroborate the authenticity of the narrative. These named and unnamed women, who were also his disciples, were there when Jesus was crucified on the cross. And they saw the tomb where his scarred and the limp body was laid. Perhaps because of the lateness of the hour, and the Jewish custom of not doing any work on the Sabbath, which would have begun that Friday evening, the body of Jesus was not anointed. They saw Joseph of Arimathea, a member of the Sanhedrin, but a disciple of Jesus, take his body and place it in a new tomb. That day, 
The women return home to prepare spices and ointments to anoint the body of Jesus, but rested on the Sabbath not to violate it. There would have been no mistake in returning to the wrong tomb. Where were the men at the crucifixion? Why were they not present? Except for John, the beloved disciple of Jesus, the men fled for fear of persecution and shame. Peter even denied knowing Jesus three times. The men were not witnesses to the crucifixion or the burial. These dedicated women were going to anoint Jesus' body as soon as they could. The text says in verse 1, But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. The first thing to note is that the first day of the week is Sunday, the Lord's Day. The days were referenced to the Sabbath, or Saturday. There were no named days of the week like we have back then, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and so on. So the first day of the week would be Sunday, literally in the Greek, day one of the Sabbaths. On this early Sunday morning, the looming question for the women was how they were going to roll away the stone sealing the tomb. But in verse 2 and 3 of our text, it says, They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. The women didn't know what to make of an empty tomb. No one in first century Judaism could have conceived of Jesus as being anything other than dead. Luke says that they did not find the body. He carefully uses the phrase not find that in the Greek Jewish scripture does not mean that they had not yet, found, uh, not yet found the body, but that there was no body to be found. How might we react if at the darkest part of dawn, if we were looking for Jesus, we find the stone rolled back and the body of Jesus nowhere to be found? How might we process the empty tomb? Our text says they were perplexed. The NIV words it this way, they were wondering about this as in a positive overtone, but the women more accurately were confused. They were perplexed or confused because they witnessed something that was not expected. During their confusion, two men suddenly appear who are in dazzling clothes and stand beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Their glorious identity, the two in dazzling clothes, relates this scene to the two-figure appearance of the transfiguration found in Luke chapter 9, verse 30, and the ascension of Jesus in Acts 1 and 10. But instead of giving the women comforting words of assurance, 
as was done in the Gospel of Mark by saying, do not be afraid. In Luke, the women receive a mild rebuke. Verse 5b says, why do you look for the living among the dead? An unanticipated angelic declaration immediately followed. He is not here. He has risen. They offer no proof, but proclaim his resurrection. The women should have been full of joy immediately, but this was not so. The women's confusion reveals that faith does not begin with the empty tomb alone. The touchstone of belief in the empty tomb is found in verses 6 through 8. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? They remembered his words. Remembering is the first step in our faith journey. Remembering was a virtue in Judaism and especially in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy. They were told to remember. Deuteronomy 6 and 12 says, Take care that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Deuteronomy 8 and 2, Remember the long way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. And Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four, saying, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. God wants us to remember what the empty tomb means to us, that we might faithfully seek the presence of Jesus and experience the blessings of the risen Lord in our daily lives. When we remember Christ and what he has done for us, the empty tomb reminds us that the grave is not our final human experience in our Christian hope. We are told in many books and videos to live our best life now. We can indeed live a good life and even a great life now, but our best life comes on the other side of this life. Job 14 and 14 asks, if mortals die, will they live again? Our answer should be and is, the tomb is empty. In our Christian hope, the grave is not our final human experience because we are assured today that our bodies will be resurrected like Christ's. Until then, we live our best lives knowing and experiencing the presence of the living God. As you can imagine, many have debated who've, who rolled away the stone and the position of the linen cloths. While we may make a rational argument for the empty tomb, the evidence of the empty tomb rests not with the absence or position of Jesus' physical remains or Luke and John's confirmation of the women's witness, 
but in his post-resurrection appearances and the lives of those who seek his kingdom until it is completely fulfilled. Many of us have Google Nest or Ring security cameras, and I wonder what that moment would have shown if the cameras were rolling. Would we have seen Jesus disappear in a cosmic flash or the stone rolled away? Would we have seen Jesus walk out in his new body? The rolled away stone was not for the benefit of Jesus. It was for the belief and hope through the words of Jesus, of the witnesses then and for us today to experience Christ's empty tomb presence in our hearts, minds, and actions. And that is our persuasive belief in Christ's resurrection. The resurrection is our hope for today and tomorrow and, et and for eternal life. As believers, we are called to seek Jesus boldly. But if we do not remember the words of Christ, we can spend time, even on Sunday, looking for Jesus in all the wrong places. All of the disciples, while they followed Jesus, stayed comfortable in their religious norms. Yet, as they walked with the one who transformed everyone and the world around him, the women went to the tomb expecting to anoint the corpse of Jesus where he was laid. Fred Craddock, a 20th and 21st century distinguished preacher, said, We can celebrate Easter so easily what a burden resurrection from the dead can place on faith, even those close to Jesus. We are always asked to think outside the box, but that is not always so easy. But without remembering what Jesus has said, we unknowingly Keep Jesus in the tomb. We must remember that Jesus came with an upside-down kingdom in mind. He would eat with the tax collectors, debate the law, elevate the poor to inherit the kingdom, and his triumphal entry as king would find its glory on the cross. However, when all seems lost, God continues to amaze us. While the women were looking for his body in the tomb, they were met with a holy challenge. Why do you look for the living among the dead? The ministry of Jesus was not and is not traditional, comfortable, safe, or predictable. The kingdom of God that awaits us is a continual discovery and rediscovery of his grace and mercy in our lives. In our Old Testament scripture, Isaiah 65, in verse 17, it says, For I am about to create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. Look for Christ in your life and the life of others and bear witness to God's transforming spirit 
as we encounter and love our neighbors, and as we remember those who have impacted our lives, who have gone on before us. Be bold in seeking Jesus, for the tomb is empty. In seeking Jesus, we can experience unexpected blessings in the routines of our daily lives. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women were doing the necessary chores in the presence of their unimaginable loss. As the women came upon the tomb with their spices and ointments to prepare Christ's body, they encountered a blessed experience, God's grace. God's grace encounters us in the routineness of our lives, at home, work, school, and even in our sickness. Our activities do not always have to be significant for the Lord to reveal his unmerited grace. In the faithfulness of our tasks, we too may be bearers of the good news Jesus has for us to share with others. The blessing of the three women and the others was belief. They saw nobody, heard the angelic declaration, remember what Christ had told them, and believed in the empty tomb's power. Remembrance leads to faith, and our faith leads to bearing witness to the living God. What a great joy when we are overwhelmed with joy we cannot keep it to ourselves. We have to tell somebody. The women were not commanded to go, but as disciples, they went and told the eleven and the other disciples what they had not seen, what they heard, and their remembrance of the words of Jesus. But the men viewed their words as an idle tale or nonsense. It is not because they were women, for if the men had brought the report, even Peter and John, there still would have been doubt, for faith often awaits a confirming experience. But God used these women in all four Gospels in their necessary but ordinary duties to receive first and proclaim the good news of the resurrection of Jesus. He is not here, but has risen. The dawn of our faith breaks through when we remember the words of the one who came to rescue us and whom we experience as the living God. You see, the act of remembering leads us from darkness to the dawn of understanding and faith. And in our faith, we know that the empty tomb means that Christ lives in us. We live a resurrection life by how we love God and our neighbors. And to see the winds of the Spirit in others because we know what Christ has done for us. As Christ faithful, we remember by reading scripture, proclaiming and hearing the word of God, 
receiving the sacraments, and sharing the stories with each other. We can look toward the living God who meets us in our cold and dark days where we are assured of God's presence and where the light of Christ breaks forth the power of the empty tomb and we are filled by the inspiration and power of the Holy Spirit. Boldly proclaim, he is not here. He has risen because we remember early one Sunday morning God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day that we might have victory over sin and death. Let us remember what Christ has done for us, for this is the dawn of our faith and why we serve a mighty God. Then we can all sing together, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth living just because he lives. Amen. Brothers and sisters, Jesus said, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. God abounds in love and mercy and welcomes our return. For in Christ, God came to us that we might have abundant life. This is our invitation to discipleship. Will you come?